Today is Monday, November 26, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and uh, tonight uh, is the 26th. Our lady gave a message yesterday on the 25th, and because yesterday fell on the Sunday, of course, we didn't uh, come to you in your homes uh, last night. But uh, tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is going to be sharing new insights about our lady's message that was given yesterday. So, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, you know everything about us, everything we like, and everything we need. And so it is we see that you've come to give us what we don't even comprehend that we need. We pray for your intentions for us, for these words tonight, and for those who hear them, even later, that you might meet them where they are in their need. Our Lady Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. It's always of great interest to see and anticipate what Our Lady is going to say to us. And that every message and every word uttered by Our Lady is of great significance. And if the scriptures tells us that the angels record our words and not, not our word uttered will not have to be accounted for, what kind of accountability do we have in hearing from heaven speaking words to us? You've all read, I've read many times through the years, people say this can't be a real apparition because the lady, it's really not a lady of Medjugorje or a lady queen of peace, it's a lady of the chatterbox. She's just a chatterbox. Woe to them who lack enough prayer in their life. They fail to see what's coming. It's important that we be granted the grace that can only come through prayer to comprehend what it is our lady wants to tell us and what she wants to meet in our need. It's really amazing times and it's a perfect time to be alive. And today's message that she gave to the world relays that. Our Lady of Medjugorje's November 25th, 2012 message to the world. Dear children, in this time of grace, I call all of you 
to renew prayer. Open yourselves to holy confession so that each of you may accept my call with the whole heart. I am with you and I protect you from the ruin of sin, but you must open yourselves to the way of conversion and holiness that your heart may burn out of love for God. Give him time and he will give himself to you and thus in the will of God you will discover the love and the joy of living. Thank you for having responded to my call. A lady tells us today words that we won't understand today like we will next year because they have life. They mean something for us today. But there was something profound in the message today. And that really she's showing us a dual message for the good and for the bad. For those who seek Our Lady now and want to live her way, what's awaiting for us, and those who do not or continue to ignore or those who even condemn Medjugorje, personal condemnation, using the church, has not approved it. That's really a personal condemnation. Well, the church hasn't approved it. Who are you to say that? And why do these people say that? Except they themselves are rejecting it. All the laws of the church and the catechism teaches us that pri private revelations can be observed. We can have devotion to these things. So it's obstinance against God that people don't recognize Our Lady coming. Just as it was 2,000 years ago for those whose obstinance refused to believe Jesus was the Messiah. How tragic is this loss? And everyone feels the pain for loved ones. Everyone suffers to a certain degree for those who are members of the family who don't want to follow Our Lady, who know about her. And yet, who wants to stay in the world? In part of the world? Our Lady's message today is one of significance and that she wants us to have roots. She tells us to discover the love and the joy of living. It's strange that Our Lady always shows us in our life how to have roots, how to have traditions. The church is full of tradition. So family life and what it is Our Lady calls us to is under attack and under assault. And because of that, we have broken homes, we have broken nations, we have anarchy breaking out everywhere. Very few people can realize that the Hamas situation, the Israeli, situa Israeli situation, basically, basically the, the Jewish people and the Philistines, throughout their history comes from one little small cell. It just comes from Jacob and Esau. This little division. And then from there what they begot and their sons who were warring against each other. It was a family thing. Ishmael, whether it's Isaac and Ishmael, Ishmael was a warrior. 
And all this expanded from this one little family. And this division grew and grew and grew. If you trace everything back, it comes from those two divisions. It was a family matter. And look how worldwide this disaster has happened to us now. It's an incredible thing. But we have a way of being covered in life and its desires and its intents for us that we can't see our roots. We can't see where we're from. And Satan wants to cloud that. He wants to cover these things up. And he does so so marvelously that we don't even know why they're fighting. Why is Israel so hated? And the peace of Jerusalem is important for us as Christians. We should always seek the peace of the Jews and they be preserved. They're still God's people. Sister Lucy said this, I think it was 1993 to a cardinal, to don't think World War II and the war against the Jews was not the devil against God's people. So we still recognize it. We have to recognize this. And so we have these problems in the world today, and we don't really understand them because we think, what is a beef? Family problem. That's what it boils down to. Go read the scriptures. Read it. You'll see it. It just started off in one family. It divided from there. And once we go that place, we can see many things in our world today while we have what we have. But most people don't understand. They think the economy is because we've done this, the hedge fund, this investment, that investment. It's just real simple. We do not live God's statutes. See, the world's too complex to operate. Who can run a whole program individually like the space program or landing on the moon? It's too complex. It takes a bunch of people to do that. But it also takes God's blessing. He's the one that governs everything. And when he decides it's not, it won't. When he decides it is, it will be. And so our latest messages today is telling us to be in the will of God, and then you will discover the love and the joy of living. Can you imagine the times we're in now? We're supposed to be in discover love and the joy of living. Who who speaks this way? Only Our Lady. When you hear songs today, you always hear, especially in country music, where his roots put down. Why is it always put in a song? And it's almost never about the city. It's always about the fondness of the roots of a small hometown, or rural roots, roots of a small community. We were speaking a little bit before the show, and we started thinking about this a little bit. And so we wrote down what Satan did. We didn't even know it. We wasn't in prayer. We were just jingle jangling around my teenage years, everybody, the whole world in the 60s and 70s. But you want to hear something demonic? Really demonic. The words are, when you're all alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. Where are you coming from to go downtown? What are you going to be leaving? Sanctified life? The life confined to the rural areas? Or the little hometown communities where things are preserved and virtuous? When you've got when you got worries, all the noise and the hurry, it seems to help I know downtown. All the noise? Just listen to the music. Can you finish that sentence? Music? 
Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. Joan, you want to read that, sing that verse? <laughs> It'll be in everybody's head after that. Go ahead, sing it. Just listen to the music of the traffic in the city. See, it gets you. It's just a jingle jangle. No harm to it. Unless you realize this is straight from the devil. But we didn't see it because we were praying. Or rather, we didn't see it because we wasn't praying. Only did we start to pray, did we start looking at these things back on what built this culture, this society, this, this collapsing and will collapse. And we start seeing this. Music is traffic. Absurd. Linger on the sidewalk where the neon lights are pretty. How can you lose? That sounds like Satan, doesn't it? You can't lose. Just linger on the sidewalk. Do nothing. Be idle. The nuns taught me in school, idleness is the devil's workshop. And the song says, linger on the sidewalks where the neon lights are pretty. How can you lose? Why? Because you know if you're standing there, you're a loser. You know if you're standing there, just looking at lights, dazed and glazed, and spaced out, mesmerized, just like our lady just said from the Mount Devon a couple years ago, the glitter, how can you lose? Because that's what you're thinking. This is not right. But Satan wants to say, oh, you can't lose. The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles. Forget all your cares. What's your responsibilities? What are your cares? What are you supposed to be doing? What virtues do you have? Oh, you can forget all that. Forget all your cares, it says. And go downtown. Things will be great when you're downtown. No finer place for sure. Everything's waiting for you. Don't hang around and let your problems surround you. Run from them. Run from family problems. Run from difficulties and financial. Run from the bad things you've made decisions for that are haunting you. Don't cure them. Don't pray. What's the solution? It goes on and says, There are movies. There are movie shows downtown. Oh, that's going to help. That's really going to help. Not the Bible. Not prayer. Movie shows. Hollywood. I can't believe I never saw this until we begin praying and Ali comes to the world and tells us, look at what you're doing. Look at the glitter. Through modernism, Satan diverts you. The song continues. Maybe you know some little place to go where they never close downtown. Just listen to the rhythm of the Jenna Bossa Nova. You'll be dancing with him too. Before the night is over, happy again. Well, that's happy? Not what a lady says. A lady says tonight. Or today. Open yourselves to holy confession so that each of you may accept my call with the whole heart. I am with you and I protect you from the ruin of sin. But you're supposed to be dancing with him because you left him home in the rural area or your small community to go happy dancing again. The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles, forget your cares, and go downtown where all the lights are brighter. Downtown waiting for you tonight. Downtown, you're going to be all right now. Satan's sweetness, what he offers us. And you may, and you may find somebody's hand to help you and understand you. Your family doesn't. 
Oh, how sweet. Someone who's just like you, because they're the run, running also. Someone who's just like you and needs a gentle hand to guide them along. You don't have to balance a checkbook with them. You don't have to raise kids with them. You don't have all the problems of, of putting a roof over the head and all the troubles at school. And people following this and businesses and things and following this way. Sure, it's easy to have somebody like you. You ain't got all the troubles in the life. All your cares are gone. Maria was just at a conference where she was asked about someone's college daughter who has moved in with somebody. And I think she asked this in front of everybody. And the question, you know what Maria's response was? She's a cow. Girls today are just like cows. Visionary said that. And the song ends, So maybe I'll see you there at the cow yard. So why is it when we hear a song, it's always about setting down roots, fondness, places where people can love and really understand the goodness of what God's given to us instead of what the goodness and the sweetness of what Satan offers us. white and blue Yeah, I remember you way up there High above the yellow pines and the first Baptist Jesus saved sign I talked to you a million times about getting out of here Water Tower Sure is good to see you. I've been away for way too long. Water tower, like a lighthouse in a storm. You helped me find my way back home. How far did you think I'd get When I pointed my wheels out west A little young and dumb I guess Gotta learn somehow Slowing down and driving in I can finally breathe again It's like I found a long lost friend God I missed it Good to see you. I've been away 
She lay dying at only 23. 19 years before, she miraculously survived smallpox, which left her partially blind, her face with deep pitted scars. While the children isolated her because of her looks, they stoned and persecuted her for her fervent desire to be a Christian. She prayed to the Great White Spirit to send a missionary to pour the water over her head. 16 years of prayer was answered when a missionary came through and from that moment, Tekawitha's heart was no longer upon the earth, rather in heaven. She served others with such care that God shone in her. Many Mohawks began to see beauty in her. At the same time, jealousy and hatred boiled to a point that they began to plot the killing of the frail Mohawk Christian. Fleeing the banks of the St. Lawrence River in New York, she arrived in Canada where she lived with other Christians. They soon learned a jewel was amongst them a spirit radiating such beauty and kindness that many Indians and missionaries themselves were drawn deeper into the Christian life. Tekawitha was a Christian for only four years. Upon her death in 1676, many witnessed her scars vanish and her skin become almost a pure white, physically reflecting the inner beauty that filled her soul. All were amazed at the beauty of the maiden who lay before them. Word spread and thousands of Indians converted, as well as many through the centuries, upon hearing of her holy life, which gave witness to God's love. Tekawitha stands in sharp contrast with society's hunger for beauty. For true beauty radiates first from the heart. Today's answer to beauty is not in makeup, but in the heart. To be beautiful, love. To love, serve. To be able to serve others, forgive, as Tekawitha did. Peace is the fruit. Come to the resting place at Caritasa, Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. I know anyone can look at the message and have certain words jump out of them. And um, for this message, uh, the phrase, I protect you from the ruin of sin, uh, spoke to me. Maybe with the hurricane that just recently went swept through uh, parts of our country and so many people in ruins, literally, that it's almost a double meaning there. But um, what is it that speaks to you about the, that phrase Our Lady used today? Actually, I was thinking about this, about uh, going to Rome. And you can go right in part of Rome where, the, where Ro- Rome's heart was, ancient Rome. And all the ruins there are really pretty incredible. You can spend a whole day there really going through everything and all the columns that's left where they had the forums and the Senate met. Judas Caesar was killed there, or Brutus, the spot. They know pretty much where that was. 
And when we walk through those ruins, you sit there and see different things and you really contemplate what this great place evolved from. And uh, you can equate to the sins and what happened to it and how Rome was replaced with Christendom. On the, on the, and this was all buried, all these ruins. Uh, Ali wants to do that. This message is a beautiful and profound message. Because we could sit there and try to hold this up and keep this country going like it's been on the path it's on and it's, and it's, it's ruined. Sin has ruined it. And we all are part of that. And we've got to let go of that. They had to let go of Rome. And what did they do? How did they preserve it? They just filled it in and built on top of it. Things had decayed so much, people lost heart. What happened to the Colosseum? So much blood was spilt there that the people who came there quit going there because they had no more taste for it because people became Christians. And they didn't want to go there and see Christians killed anymore or gladiators fight each other. Nobody did a decree. It just couldn't financially work anymore. Nobody supported it. And when we withdraw as Christians, when we really see the system as it is and how the world's working, they need us to support it. When we, when we withdraw as early Christians within the communities, it's going to fail. Downtown the city lights, who's going to pay for that? The wicked that thrive by it and the wickedness of Hollywood that thrive by these things, when you quit going to the movies to get your, what did the song say? To get your counseling, you'll be all right. There are movies downtowns. What does it say? Don't hang around and let your problems surround you. There are movies shows downtown. That's not what a lady says. You pray, sacrifice, go to confession. Your, your problems are your roaring. And she don't want us to be stigmatized with that. She says, don't dwell on the sins of the past. Walk away from today and be different. How? Through confession. Because I will protect you from what you are due. You are due for a nation. And it's interesting when you walk in this area of Rome, and I've been there many times, just contemplating it through prayer. And all the things and the, the tragedies in the Colosseum, that they fell, these ruins fell because of holiness. And a lot of the marble that's in St. Peter's was taken, and other churches was taken from the walls of the Colosseum. God can take good that was used for wicked and turn it into good. And that's what he wants to do today with our lady. She's coming to show us life. How dear and precious it is to us. And how this life for us should be viewed. We see it in the child. We see it in the father or your dad. As his face, and as a child, how it comes into new life. We see our life passing right in front of us. And so we see the life of Christendom fading away right now. But if we look at ancient ruins of Rome, we see what happened there in the same way. But it gave birth to something beautiful. And so Our Lady tells us, in the midst of all these troubles, if you place yourself in the will of God... And this is your homework for the next month. I'll give you another homework later. To say repeatedly. A lady once says, say short, ardent prayers. It's beautiful because I've always been focused on this, saying short prayers all day long. I've said it before. 
O my beloved, who art my God, make my heart a flame of pure love for thee. One of the saints said this. I said this for years, pre-Medjugorje, or, or during the midst of the beginning of Medjugorje, transferring into that period. O my beloved, who art my God, make my heart a flame of pure love for thee. But this message has a perfect phrase. In the will of God, you will discover the love and joy of living. Walk around for these days and continually say, I want to be in the will of God. Just repeat that. I want to be in the will of God. I want to be in the will of God all day long. Instead of setting out, turn it into something of value. But we're in trying times. We're in times of consequences. We've gone decades without seeing the consequences of our sins, and now they're catching up with us, and we're in trouble. These things are coming down toward us like a, a road full of problems, and there's no way to get off of it. There's walls on each side, and we're going to be crushed. But if we turn and confess, Our Lady says, I will protect you from what you deserve, the ruin of your sins. That's why I've come. We're in divine mercy time, people. And if you think Sister Faustina was talking about divine mercy, Mary is it. Because Jesus, even in his divine mercy, which is unlimited, has a time frame on that unlimited amount he can give. Now, there's no limits to it. Sister Faustina taught that. But there is a limit to the time when that can keep being drawn upon and taken advantage of. As long as you want it, you got to give it. But his last mercy to the world now, the last apparition on earth, is the Holy Virgin Mother. And she says today, I will protect you from the ruin of sins. Pretty incredible stuff. So as you watch your life, and you start realizing how dear it is, and that no matter what you suffer, no matter how difficult the situation is, no matter where you are, there's no room for sadness and depression. Because of her, we've got everything. And to deny that is to be ungrateful. You're bound to give your heart away. And God, and Ali wants it. Give it to her. Because she wants to hand it back to you. And once she hands it back to you, it can be made anew. And you can love. And you can experience the joy of living.
through all you've shown me so far, I see how precious you are, dear life. I was bound to give away my heart And have it handed back to me Until you led me to the one That was always meant to be I'd have never known joy if I never knew sorrow When I didn't know how to face tomorrow Dear life, from my very first breath You were one step ahead Of where I thought I was going Dear life, when I loved and I lost Somehow at all cost You kept me holding on For dear life Through the healing and the scars Through all you showed me so far I see how precious you are Oh, dear life Once I'm gonna rest in the arms amazing thing they say the fifth gospel is in Jerusalem when you walk there you see so many things alive it's so Rome so much of our history right where those Romes are is a little prison which is really no more than a rock cut of a cave no bigger than our studio where Paul was in prison and he wrote his letter to Timothy and it's dark and you go downstairs you step into it and you just wonder Throughout the ages, how many people have read these letters to Timothy? But Paul writes in chapter 1, Paul, by the will of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, sent to proclaim the promise of life in him. Our Lady says, in the will of God, you'll discover the love and joy of living. That's where your life is. If you're not happy, if you're depressed, think about Paul sitting in that damp prison. And he says, life in him. To Timothy, my child, whom I love, may grace, mercy, and peace 
From God the Father and Christ Jesus, our Lord be with you. He's writing this exhortation to Timothy, this letter. Perhaps not in contentment as we would want to be as free, but his life didn't depend on whether he was in prison or not. So he has something to say to us today of where we are, where we're headed, that she has the expectations for us to be in joy of life. Incredible thing. An amazing thing, really. And so there's a dual message for the good and the bad our lady gives in this message today. Because she's telling us, I call all of you to renew prayer, open yourselves to holy confession so that each of you may accept my call with the whole heart. She's setting us up. She doesn't ruin our ruined nation. She wants the consequences of our sin not to come down and destroy us, but to protect us. We are in divine mercy. Mary is our divine mercy at this moment. If Jesus is divine mercy, it flows forth from him, and she's coming to the world as the last call to conversion. We have to realize we are in an antichrist system. The antichrist is here. This is it, people. We have a president who is intrinsically evil. Intrinsically, he sets himself higher than God himself because he says, I can redefine marriage. Never, never would you have convinced me 20 years ago that a president of the United States would do such a thing. I am God, he says, by his action. That we can redefine marriage by law, strike down traditional marriage, and institute law itself. A scary individual. Forcing Christians to pay for people's abortion? A scary, a scary personage. Why? Because he has willfully given his will over to evil. This makes him intrinsically evil. You think Lucifer is not watching and paying attention to what he's doing? Having this high office? That he's not going to hone in on this? Our Lady doesn't want us doesn't want us in any way to willfully give over to the devil. You can do things by weakness. I lay calls human weaknesses. This is a willful action. This is accepting a philosophy and promoting it and turning it into law. Something changes at that moment. You open yourself up to the devil, to grave evil. We're in an evil time. And yet Our Lady says, confess. Accept my call with your whole heart. I am with you and I protect you from the ruin of your sins. There is consequences coming, but Our Lady wants our protection. Paul ended up losing his life, but he was protected repeatedly as a Roman citizen. And actually he was told that not a hair on your head will be harmed, even if they kill you. That's nice words. But if you're living the joy in this life and you're held as a Christian to the very end, whether it be in the Colosseums or what have you, living martyrdom, then you'll not feel the passage from this life to the next. A grace. 
We don't know all the circumstances, but one thing we can know, we can take to the bank, is truth of Our Lady when she says, Discover the love and the joy of living. There's no room. There's no place for failure now. This is it. We have for us a dual message. Our Lady wants us to experience life not in a bad way, rather in recognition that everything is chosen to satisfy a need. That need may be a blessing and it may be wrath. For the good, all is good because the Lord gives us the proper moment of what we may need. It could be a blessing of rain and God's works are always good. And it can be drought and that's always good. Everything shows its value when the moment it happens because it fulfills a need, good for the good, wicked for the wicked. It was the word they were all afraid to say, just to speak it would mean certain death. Revolution. The brave men in 1776 knew very well the cost of freedom. Do we know it today? While we allow ourselves to be managed by a surrogate system of government, are we willing to do what they did? They fired the first shot 2012 by a friend of Medjugorje, a book that has helped thousands in a few short weeks make the decision to throw off the chains of tyranny and find freedom. They fired the first shot 2012, available from Amazon.com or on Medj.com, spelled N-E-J.com, or call us in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. They fired the first shot 2012. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. You're speaking that this message has a, a dual purpose or gives dual direction. And um, there was one line in here that I thought was also a dual meaning to it. When she said, give him time and he will give himself to you. So you can give him time, give him time in prayer, <coughs> give him time in studying the Bible or all those things, and he will give himself to you, or give him time, be patient, let him act, and he will give himself to you. So um, is there any, either one of those more striking to you, what Our Lady's saying in, in the message today? Well, it's a beautiful thing that Our Lady tells us. Sometimes we need to be hit on the head with clarity to understand, hey, that's, that's, that's simple. I, I don't feel right about myself. I don't feel good about my self-esteem. I don't feel like I'm in the, in the right thing. Well, that's because you're not in the will of God. It's just real simple. Get in the will of God. How do you get in the will of God? You get in the will of God by giving Him time. Elias says, find your prayer corner. Elias says another time, find a time you can have an encounter with God the Creator. Elias says, go out into creation. Go out in, or not creation, go out into nature. Our lady comes here in 1988, Christmas, says, go out and bless all creation. 
You've got to make time for God. Not downtown, not shopping, not Black Friday or whatever it is, Darkness Friday. Is it called Black Friday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still called Black Friday. Isn't that interesting? It's like downtown, the lights are brighter. Due to the spirit of consumerism. And in the next sentence, she refers to it as an evil spirit. Black Friday, appropriately named. God will always give us a sign. Maybe we don't see it at the time. You're going to be all right now if you go downtown. You'll be okay. Just take a gentle hand. Guide you along the way. Whose hand? The devil's? Could be in the appearance of a person. But it's the devil. And so, yeah, our lady says something in regards to this in a strong way. And this beautiful thing that she gives us this, this message definitely is dual for if you don't do it, and she doesn't say that. She's saying things in a positive way. But if you don't, what are we, what are we faced with? The ruin of our sins. But she's given us an exit where there's not one. And that's what I like about this message. It's beautiful. Yourselves through holy confession so that each of you may accept my call with the whole heart, not partial, whole. I am with you and I protect you from the ruin of your sins. It's coming. It's mandated. The judgment is here. Do you want to be protected from that? Open yourselves to the way of conversion holiness that your heart may burn out of love for God. Oh, my beloved, who art my God, make my heart a flame of pure love for thee. You can say that for months. You'll feel like you're not even on the earth sometimes. It'll happen. Burn for God and you'll have an encounter. It may take six months to get that. But you'll experience it. I did. I'm not doing what I did because I didn't. I felt that burning desire for God above everything. Nothing was important to me except God's love and that I love Him in the right way. Give Him time and He will give Himself to you. Do not do that when you're courting. Do not do that to your kids. Our lady showed me a way here to have my, my wife and children with me. That's a beautiful thing. It's a lot to rejoice here over Especially that we can be in the work of Our Lady. We've given a beautiful life. There's a book I wrote called Confessions of a Big Sin. Because if you're in a beautiful life and you're not satisfied and you're not happy, and you're always looking at what's negative, I wrote that for that purpose. What do you see? Mud? Or do you see stars? The confession of a big sin is about not being happy. No matter what your circumstances, whether you're Paul in prison, writing to Timothy, you're going to be seeing stars. And Paul did that, and he taught us that. And our lady wants us to learn these scriptural lessons through her biblical words she gives to us for today's man. There's no excuse to live in misery, no matter what your circumstances are. You want to lose all the wonder you felt as a child? Running around racing, being free? Are you going to fall before you even fly? We have so much of a mentality breakup of things that are so miserable and then the sufferings that capture us. Used to when I was out starting my business and everything, it was so stressful that I didn't know how to manage that. And release things, I'd get these terrible migraine headaches. I mean, I didn't care if I died. They were so bad. I don't have them now because I learned how to deal with it. Don't bother me. Hey, God, that's your problem. You say, give me your problems. Okay, it's yours. And this is pre-magic where I learned this from the scriptures. I can't do nothing about that. I'd be concerned about this, concerned about that. 
be outside all day on tractors and stuff, smelling all diesel diesel fuel, and you come in like a hot, go in a hot house, and your head's throbbing like a like this sledgehammer's hitting it. And there were really times I said, "God, just take me." But you know what? They don't hurt me now, and I don't care that I had them. It don't matter to me. I release that. What difference does it make to me that I went through that? And that's what we have to realize that we're fortunate. We learn to release these things. And even if we're suffering now, we're in the midst of pain. We can't go away. Or difficulties. If you learn the lessons in the booklet, which you can download free at com, and I encourage that or order it from Caritas, Confessions of a Big Sin, that's your homework. That's your other homework I want to give you. You realize it's, it's not important. Things that you think and you get caught up in, just feel, or rather just fulfill your state in life. Give God your time. He'll give it back to you. And you'll discover love and the joy of living. You'll say, was that my life? All this time I wasted, I'd done this and went back and forth. All I have to do is close your eyes and see how lucky you are. It's easy. Look, listen, and learn.
There is so much to be blessed by if we want it, if we choose to take it. We're really an ungrateful people. We don't recognize the times that we live and how good they are to us and how God's works are so good for us. If you're good, you can see the good. If you turn toward yourself and your wants, you don't see anything but what you want, what you want to be. Do you want to be what you want to be? You want what God wants you to be. I've got a fear of doing what I want to do rather than what God wants. So when I see this in the will of God, you will discover, I want to be in the will of God. We all should want to be in the will of God. And yet God comes back. Well, you have a free will. I've told God for years, then I freely give you my will. I want to be your slave. I've said this many times to God. Take my will. Let it be your will. I don't want anything but yours. I don't care what it costs me. I want to be in your will. And when you do that, and the stronger you are about it, the more you'll be in joy. I was reading Syrac Sunday before I got the message, and I came across chapter 39. And parts of it says, The works of God are all, are all of them good. In its own time, every need is supplied. The works of all mankind are present to him. Not a thing escapes his eye. His gaze spans all the ages. To him, there is nothing unexpected. Nothing happens without God. Nothing's unexpected. If our weatherman can see Sandy coming, do you think God can't? Yet why does he do it? Because there's a need for that. There's a reason for that. God has purpose to it. No cause, the scripture says, then to say, what is the purpose of this? Everything is chosen to satisfy a need. His blessings overflows like the Nile, like the Euphrates. It enriches the surface of the earth. There's a purpose to that. His wrath expels the nations and turns fertile land into salt marshes. Good for the good, wicked for the wicked. Scripture says, For the virtuous his path, or rather, for the virtuous his paths are level. To the haunting, they're steep. See, everything is chosen to satisfy a need. In his treasury, also kept for the proper time, are fire and hail famine, and disease. In doing his biddings, they, referring to fire, hail, famine, and disease, they rejoice in the assignment, they disobey not his command. The works of God are all of them good. Every need, it comes, he fills. No cause in to say, this is not as good as that. For each shows its worth at the proper time. So now, full of joy of heart, proclaim and bless the name of the Holy One. Everything has value. Because we see so much darkness in the impending, this impending darkness really in the world. We're in the midst of it. It's because of her that we can have hope. Because Our Lady comes, there's hope. Do you give people hope?
I was out this past week or last week, and my door on my truck slipped on my hand and slung and, and hit the explorer next to me, a car. Nobody was around. Nobody was there to see that. But it scuffed the car about three or four inches straight line with the door right underneath the mirror. And I saw if it rubbed off. I couldn't rub it off with my finger. It didn't break the paint. It didn't scratch it. It was just kind of a scuff. So I wrote a letter. It says, Explore Owner. I accidentally let door on my truck door. It scraped your right side below your right mirror. And I just wanted you to know that, that I'm sorry about that, and that if it won't buff out, I'll pay for it. Left my phone number and said, call. And I left a note, signed my name, and said, um, with the phone number, uh, in, in this season of the one that's awaited, something like that. And I didn't expect much out of it, except a bill. You know, $50, $100, whatever it was going to cost. But they called me the next morning at 730 he asked for me. My daughter answered the phone. And he said, I got your note for your car, and my wife and I both want to just say thank you. That this gives us hope. We were shocked. We've not seen this. I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Don't worry about it. That happens all the time. Do you give hope? I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that reaction. I spelled anger. Here it was. I'm going to pay for it. But this man and his wife relayed. They had given hope. I didn't do that for some kind of heroic thing. I had a duty. And it's because of our lady, because of her, she's taught me to be honest. She's taught me to be more authentic, more authentic and live in my responsibility. It's not that I want to give money away. I don't have it to give. But I did it. And I detest when that's done to me that nobody confesses up to it. And so this is what we're called to do. All the guys here, I don't know about the girls because I don't go in the bathroom, but the guys, when they go in the bathroom, they better pull the towel down for the next person coming into it, for our neighbor. Love of neighbor. I don't care if we're at a service station, where we are. They know that if I follow them into the restroom when we're traveling or something, they didn't pull it down, I'm going to get on to them. Thinking about the next person who finds what you come and leave in this action. And it's all because of her. You can put a smile on people's face because who she is and what she's teaching, virtuous, holy, living, love of neighbor, thinking about somebody other than yourself. It's easy to do. Just be thoughtful. If Monday morning I wake to the rain and a smile still rises on my face, it's all because of you. It's all because of you When the workday is never through Annoying others with my happy tune It's all because of you It's all because of you You make the sun shine brighter My heart feel lighter Like there's nothing that I couldn't do I'm on cloud nine walking with no fear of falling through It's all because of you Daydreaming on this lonely drive I've 
missed the right turn a thousand times It's all because of you It's all because of you Brought down by the evening news But I see hope through the gloom and doom It's all because of you Sunshine bright in my heart Feel lighter like there's nothing that I couldn't do If I'm on cloud nine Walking with no fear of falling through It's all because of you go away and I couldn't make it through another day it's all because of you cause you make the sun shine brighter my heart feel lighter like there's nothing that I couldn't do I'm up on cloud nine walking with no fear of falling through Sweeter the green grass, greener turning every gray sky blue. When you walk by, if every flower blooms, it's all because of you. It's all because of you. Our lady gives the cause for so much connectivity between people and so much joy uh, in people's life. And we saw that uh, just this last week uh, when a friend of Medjugorje was speaking throughout Louisiana. Uh, people had driven uh, four or five hours just to be uh, at the talks that were an hour and a half, two hours long uh, to receive this connectivity with Our Lady and to the messages. And it was a beautiful thing to see people uh, moved in their hearts to really decided to do something for Our Lady and to do something for God and to make solid changes in their life. And so uh, it was a beautiful thing to witness. Uh, a friend of Medjugorje is going to be um, speaking in Pittsburgh this coming Saturday, December 1st. Uh, again, if you're within driving distance, and driving distance is relative to you, if that's four, five, six hours away, uh, it's all into what Our Lady's calling you to do. Uh, but um, But we've seen people do this. And uh, they're never regretted because it's they're receiving Our Lady, they're receiving the messages. And so, uh, again, uh, this coming Saturday, December 1st at 9 a.m. in Pittsburgh, there's information on Medjugorje.com about that. You can find that on the website. Also, too, the conference about they fired the first shot, 2012, December 6th and 7th. The criteria, you have to have read the book before you can attend that conference. And, again, there's information on Medjugorje.com as well about that, and uh, if you have the ability to, to stay December 8th through the 12th for our annual five days of prayer for the reconciling of ourselves, our families, and our nation back to God. This is a beautiful time of prayer uh, before our lady to invoke God's mercy upon ourselves, our families, and upon our nation. We need to see really how to get out of any kind of slump we're in that we're often in storms and people don't know how to get out of it. How you do it? Simply do what our lady says. Renew prayer. I call you to renew prayer. All of you. 
Go to confession. Accept my call with the heart. I'll protect you from the sin. March 21st, 1988. Our lady says, Again, your mother wants to warn you that, by, that Satan, by every means possible, wants to ruin everything in you. But your prayers prevent him from succeeding. When you fill up the empty spaces with prayer, you prevent Satan from entering your soul. You have to increase so your prayers. If you're not doing your four rosaries a day, you're not even minimal. If you can't do them, wake up an hour before you go to work, or before the kids get up, you can do three rosaries. Apparition rosary, if you're able to do it, work or wherever, then you've done your fourth. Everything else after that is cream on the cake. But it's your duty to do that, your spiritual maintenance. You put gas in your car, how far can you go when it runs out? That's your four rosaries every day. You're going to run out. You're going to start feeling lonely, empty. You might want to start going downtown. Look at the bright lights because you've got so many sorrows and you're, you're always going to have problems. How can you deal with them with joy? How can you do the sufferings and make it? If you don't do your prayer in this time, because love, love, the scripture talks about toward the end, love will grow cold in the heart of man. A lady said, April 12th, 1987. If you love from the bottom of your heart, you receive a lot. If you hate, you lose a lot. Dear children, love makes great things. The more you have love inside of you, the more you love, rather, the more you can love people around you. That is why I pray unceasingly to Jesus for him to fill your hearts with love. Give him time. Today, yesterday she said, he will give himself to you and thus in the will of God you will discover the love and the joy of living. Do you want to live in love? Do you want to have a lot? Do you want to feel that love and burn for God? You can't love your spouse. You can't love your children if you don't have God first in the first place. You, those people who do that love their spouse more than those who love the children or love their spouse first. You put them first through God. You know, when you're suffering, sometimes you can feel a grace even before it's given. When you're a storm, you're in the midst of, of a storm like this, God's purifying you in His gift. He wants to give you a grace. It's not pleasant. But every single storm you've seen in nature runs out of rain. And you can match that same principle, court throughout nature, throughout man, the suffering runs out. It's going to run out of the pain. Even if it's not in this life, it's going to end. And you're going to think like the migraine headache. Did you ever suffer from it? Is it hurting you right now? When you make that passage... It won't be hurting you anymore. And it'd be worth all that you went through. Everything God has given to you has purpose. It's meeting a need. Is it going to bring you to ruin? Is it going to help you? You can be standing in the middle of a thunder and a lightning storm. And you got to realize it will end. Well, so you're standing in the middle of the thunder and lightning I know you're feeling like you just can't win, but you're trying 
It's hard to keep on keeping on when you're being pushed around. Don't even know which way is up. You just keep spinning down, round, down. Every storm runs, runs out of range. Just like every dark night turns into day. Every heartache will fade away. Just like every storm runs, runs out of range. yourself that there's something more and walk out that door go find a new rose don't be afraid of the thorns cause we all have thorns just put your feet up to the edge put your face in the wind and when you fall back down keep on our lady who says do you permit me to purify your hearts it's not a pleasant walk but it's a necessary one the man who wrote this song had six kids or so his wife died he's widowed he says he can't write any song without thinking of his wife you can hear it in the song. You can hear it in his pain. But it already comes and brings us hope that we can deal with that. And we can burn out a love for God. 
confess our sins, except with our whole heart to call. And the consequences that do us in this divine mercy of Our Lady coming, bring us Jesus. Blessed us this Christmas with the same Jesus that was there 2,000 years ago in the crib. We can forestall what's due to us. Maybe it'll still happen. But what's for the wicked is for the wicked, and what's for the good is good. And all we have to do is be in the will of God. Prayer dissipates the rain. The lack of prayer increases it. You decide. And you will discover God, the love and the joy of living. We wish you, Our Lady, we love you. Good night.